0: Welcome to D Percentile, where you never know which random table hill roll.
1: Commit- Take off your coat and stay while we'll rolling
0: in that
1: deep percent time. Hi everyone, it's Dave, a quicker one from me today, still putting out one a day throughout the month of August. A couple of episodes ago, it was episode 52, I discussed Goblin's Henchman's 2D619 Hexflower game engine, and I'm very pleased to have a call in from Goblin's Henchman to share with you today. I suppose there's a danger this one might get a bit esoteric um, I do recommend you go back to episode 52 and give it a listen if you haven't or check out the blog Goblins Henchman's blog where he discusses the hex flower, I've put the link in the show notes but actually I'm, I'm quite glad if it gets a bit technical the original aim of this podcast was that it was going to celebrate random tables and procedural generation uh, and that's what we're doing today
0: Hi Dave, it's Goblins Henchman here. First up, thanks very much for uh giving the review slash overview of the uh flower thing that I've been working on recently. Uh it's very really interesting to hear your take on it. Um and I think you did a really good job of uh exploring all the various kind of aspects of it. Now, one thing you said in your your overview was that you referred to the hex flower as a random table. Uh, it's a really funny thing to say but I've never really thought of it as a random table even though I often refer to it as a uh, random table uh, with a memory but uh, that that sort of uh, (laughs) strange enough really sort of fair blew my mind on it actually because I I suddenly realized that in fact a hex flower is nothing more than a random table presented in two dimensions with sort of rules that govern how they link how the various points uh, link together and that sort of opened a sort of sort of door, actually, in my mind. I hadn't really kind of thought of it in that way. It made me realise that any shape that you can tessellate, you know, like uh, tiles, you can sort of, you can get tiles that are sort of hexagons and you can tile them together or you can do octagons and small uh, squares or or diamonds. So any shape that you can sort of join up like that, you could make into an equivalent engine. In fact, a grid would also work. Um, Of course, a grid only has four connection points unless the rules... You invent in, included diamonds uh, diagonals, then you could go all the way up to nine, um, and uh, so in a sense, it really has kind of blown my mind into all into a new direction that you could take this. Now I've got I've got more than enough on my plate at the moment with the standard flower but it's certainly something I'm going to bookmark in my brain for later. I mean, actually thinking about it, something like a D twelve would make or or a, a football actually, a football is a really good shape that you can make an equivalent sort of hex flower for because it has, um, each each edge has six or five exits, so, and it's this fully self returning shape. Um, I suppose any issue with a football is that it, um, doesn't have a direction, so you can't really have a top and a bottom. But if you were, if you didn't care about direction, that would be an excellent sort of hex flower, if you like, where it would, ne- it would be an infinite shape with all, the, all you know, all the directions you could head in. And the nice thing about, say, a D12 or a, a football. Well, football's a bit trickier, but at least a 12 is that you could actually leave it on the table, showing you know the twelve face up, and then you roll a dice to decide which edge you go off to, and then you could then move, you know, just flop the die over to the next next number and that would be whatever's on your table so i, mean, I think there's a incredible num- number of new possibilities that you could come up with now um <laughs> as i said i think i'm just going to c- plow this furrow a little bit more you know maybe i've uh, over egged it already but it certainly um, made me think about um how all how this could be taken a brand new direction and and you know just one innocent comment like that from you which is you know to me a great bit of insight it, to be honest it's now that you after you said it it seems kind of almost blindingly obvious but uh, anyway again once once again thanks very much for the review and um i really appreciate you know the time to time you took to consider it and you know give it really as far as i can tell a really good fair shake and a, and a good think about it okay well thanks very much fella cheerio bye
1: So thanks a lot to Goblins henchman. I'm really chuffed to get the call in, and there's lots to think about there. Yeah, the first, of course you could do this with a square grid, couldn't you? With the advantage that it might be less tricky to draw. I know you've got some very useful templates on the blog, and there are others out there, but this would be easier to to draw than the the hex grid. You could do a... I don't know, a four by four square grid, five by five, and then you've got movement in four directions or maybe eight directions. You'd have to come up with your random distribution of directions so that you had your your tendencies um, towards the bottom and towards the left. But yeah, that could easily be done as something I might muck around with. My head has melted trying to think through um you know the spherical football or the even the d12 because it seems to me yes so there are many similar elements but but other things wouldn't be there so it's not just that you wouldn't have top and bottom because you don't have a top and bottom um it wouldn't make much sense to have your directional tendencies you know there'd be no down and left so you wouldn't be able to distinguish between more common and less common possibilities but I still I really like the idea particularly the idea of having a d12 that you can have there face up but this is where my head really melted was where I was trying to think about how you would go about populating the d12 with entries because the other thing you wouldn't have with your hex flower you've got your edges and your edges provide the chaotic element so it's not important that your clustering of contiguous possibilities you know sunny weather next to similar weather carries on over the edges of the map in fact you make a virtue of the fact that this introduces some chaos whereas whereas i thought about opening out a d12 well of course i got those edges if i open one out um but they're not real edges so so trying to come up with ways of ensuring that my entries clustered short of sort of having a physical d12 and writing the entries on just proved beyond my mathematical capabilities so there you have it. Some more talk about random tables with a memory. Do check out episode 52 if you haven't, and certainly follow up the link in the show notes to Goblin's Henchman's blog, where he discusses the hex flower in more detail. Please keep the call-ins coming in. I'll catch you soon.
0: Thank you for listening. If you'd like to contact Dave, please leave a message on Anchor, Email dpercentile at gmail.com or find them on Twitter at d underscore percentile.